Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. It's time to get inside the Giants' home. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's roll. Welcome to another edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. Our usual early week Tuesday program. John Schmelk, Sean O'Hara with you. And Sean, you know an NBA jam when you're on fire? It's very tough Uh, to get the guy out of the fire thing. I was hoping you forgot about that. Like, we're not going to go back to it. Here comes the Saints. You know, you're on fire, you're going for the dunk, and then it's basically like the Saints jumping at the rim and blocking the shot, and then all of a sudden you're not on fire anymore, which is pretty much what happened with the Saints' defense against the Giants on Sunday afternoon. Felt like Shaquille O'Neal just kind of came and just... Matumbo, right? Yeah, Matumbo swatted us all back (laughs) down to earth. Uh, And now, yeah, we're starting back over now. Now we just need to make a layup. Yeah, exactly. So... Let's talk about the game, and I think it's apropos that you're with us today. Because when I went back and, and I rewatched the tape, the pressure rate allowed, if you look at some of the metrics, only it's 36%, not terrible, not great. But if you watch the game, in a lot of, especially early downs, there was pressure and there was quick pressure, and it was always up the middle. Yeah. And especially from the center to left guard spot, for me, that's where the big problem area, at least I thought I saw rewatching this tape. And we'll talk about the one-on-one stuff in a second, but just a lot of trouble picking up some of the twists and the stunts between Justin Pugh and John Michael Schmitz. I think that turned into three sacks over the course of this game. Yeah, it was it was not a very good performance, um, and I think Justin Pugh would tell you himself that it was probably one of his worst games as a Giant. Although he and, said after the game it was the worst game he's played. Right. So there. So I'm not putting words in yep. his mouth. Um, I think when you look at the Saints defense coming into this game, that was going to be a big part of it. And not just the passing game. Like in the run game, this Saints defense is better than most people think and most people know because and, – and we're not talking about the Saints defense as much because the team hasn't been great. But um, And I they, wondered if it was the defense or the weak schedule they faced. And watching the tape, it was the defense. It was pretty darn good. Yeah, they do, and they do a lot of different things. They do a lot of slanting, a lot of stunt. There's a lot of movements. The hardest thing for offensive linemen to do in the run game is to block people on the move. So the only you, team that – guys that stunt it's, it makes it hard only team that does more stunting and twisting than the saints were the dallas cowboys heading into this game right another and, line that by the way gave the giants a lot of trouble and we got blown out by them twice mm-hmm. so i think that's always been the challenge as an offensive line and anytime you you've got guys that haven't played a ton together that kind of shows up and it, it makes things exponentially worse um but the other thing that the saints really do a great job of and they do this a lot this is not just against the giants but they run what we call a five down defense yeah and there was a couple times where they would shift to it. We call it a stem. So they come up and they're lined up in a four down, even look. And then, boom, on, they, they make a command or they say something. And all of a sudden, they stem into a five down look, which is a guy head up on the center, 
a guy on outside shoulder of both guards and guys on the tackles. And that sets up one-on-ones, right? Sets up one-on-ones, and it really constricts the running lanes. So it's a run-stopping defense. And then you have the Mike linebacker, who is Demario Davis, one of the best linebackers in the league, who basically goes unblocked because all those now all of a sudden everybody's constricted. You lose the combo blocks. You lose the ability to get to the Mike which is why you saw him basically running around making tackles left and right. Teron Matthew and was coming down from the safety spot, too. Yeah, there was a first down run where Tommy DeVito checked it at the line. We're going to run left. It was a five-down defense. And DeMario Davis basically beat Saquon to the spot, mm-hmm. to the point. And it was because he was unblocked. We couldn't get to him because, you know, the five-down defense constricted that. So that's in the run game. And as we know, Saquon, nine carries, 14 yards. Like that's that's less than two yards a carry, and he didn't have much of a chance in the game either. Like you no, it wasn't. The tape, there was no space. Yeah, it wasn't dancing or what. You know, you can't. There was really not not a lot of room. There was no breathing room for him in the run game. I think then you spin it forward on third down. The Saints have an unbelievable package, and they actually include Demario Davis in a lot of the schemes that they do. Mm-hmm. But they did a great job on third down in creating twists. And those twists, what what you're talking about, is what created a lot of the pressure. And look, Justin Pugh struggled with that. I don't know if people really appreciate how hard it is to go from tackle into guard. When you, it's always when you go from tackle, tackle you're more playing in space. You have athletic guys; they're not as big, maybe 250 pounds, maybe 260. When you move inside, now you have guys that are really quick, but they're 320 pounds. So it's a 40 to 50 pound difference. That power is meaningful; it's significant. So I think what we saw a lot was John Michael Schmitz. And Justin Pugh and Ben Bredesen being on different levels. And when you're on different levels, you can't pass off those twists. So that's where a lot of the pressure came in. Um, And to your point, as an offensive line, we always talk about tackles are responsible for the width of the pocket. All right, They're, they're, they're supposed to keep the pass rushers out wide, give the quarterback some breathing room from a width standpoint. The guards and the center are responsible for the depth of the pocket. It's your job to keep that pocket deep so the quarterback can step up from the edge rushers. You can get away from edge rushers by stepping up. You can't get away from interior pressure by stepping up. That makes it a lot harder. So one of the reasons why we saw the Giants go from zero sacks the week before to now all of a sudden all these sacks in this seven. game, seven yep. total, mm-hmm. uh, was because of that interior pressure. Quarterbacks, you can't get away from that A and B gap pressure. All right, a couple things I want to touch on because I think you hit on a bunch of awesome stuff there. Um, agree with all that. One, I thought the Saints also did a good job, much better job than Green Bay did, of – Rushing with discipline, though, too. There weren't these huge gaps where DeVito could step up and run yeah. like he did last week, for one. Then the other thing I want to ask you, as a center, it looked like on a couple of those twists where I guess they would be TE twists because the tackle went first and then the end came around. It's like John Michael Schmitz didn't recognize it. He didn't see the looper coming around, so he was trying to block down yeah. on the defensive tackle to help Pew. Yeah. Then the looper, I think it was two different plays, and then the looper came around. didn't even look like he recognized him coming around. So is that a communication issue where he's not, you know, you know, is he not getting tapped? Or is it too loud? What happens when it looks like the center doesn't recognize that that looper's coming around on, on those TE twists? Yeah, good question. I know the exact play you're talking about, too. It was basically the offensive line is sliding left. And John Michael Schmitz was uncovered. Um, Justin Pugh had a guy on him, and then there's defensive end out on Andrew Thomas, and they ran a little TE twist. And basically, really, John Michael Schmitz just got over aggressive. So he, when you set back, you basically the t- tough thing sometimes is just be patient and let them come to you. Mm-hmm. I had an offensive line coach tell me one time that defensive linemen are trained pigs. If you just set back and close your eyes, they'll run right into you. 
So don't get out of position. And that's exactly what happened with John Michael Schmitz. On the snap, he sat back and he saw the defensive tackle bull rushing Justin Pugh. So he said, I'm going to go help my guard out. So aggressively, he goes over there to, to push him. And right when he does that, the defensive end loops underneath him. So to your point, he didn't see it. He didn't anticipate it. By the time he saw that twist, it was already by him. The mental note and the coaching point for John Michael Schmitz is just you've got to be aware. You've got to make sure that that twister and there's not somebody coming back in there before you vacate and help your guard out. You know, it's one of those rookie growing pain mistakes. Sure. And, you know, when you watch film on it, you look at it and you say, oh, my gosh, did John Michael Schmitz get beat? Was it a mental breakdown? No, he was just being aggressive, really trying to knock the guard, knock the guard's defender out of the hole and give a little bit more breathing room for the quarterback ended up backfiring him. So that was one play, and it's something that happens for young players in the league, especially rookies, um, but I know it's something he'll learn from. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Yeah, and that's why I asked you the question, because if you played the position, you would know. John Soto Podcast is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for fans of the New York football Giants with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at citizensbank.com. And then when Tommy DeVito did have time, Sean, you watched the tape, there was zero, and I mean zero, separation down the field uh, from these Giants wide receivers, and it was a little bit of a different look, right? They got a lot of zone when they played the Packers last week, when they played Washington, also a heavy zone team. But you go back to that Patriot game. They played a lot of man, not yeah. a lot of success throwing the ball. Same deal this week. Played the Saints, a lot of man-to-man, and just very difficult situation trying to separate against some pretty darn tight coverage by that Saints secondary. I think any young quarterback would say they'd rather play man uh, than zone any day because if you know it's man coverage and you can recognize yep. it, now it's basically just let me find my matchup and you know what? I can just read that corner. If he's playing underneath, I'm going to throw it over the head. If he's playing over the top, I'm going to back shoulder. Outside field. leverage, so, throw it inside, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. a different animal mm -hmm. when you're playing zone. Now the one way to beat zone is if you can buy time. So zone, listen, the great thing about offensively if you're going against a zone defense is if your protection can hold up you can find soft spots your receivers can find the little voids in the defense but if defenses can play zone and get pressure with their front four then they you're playing right into the hands and that's basically what happened with the giants i think when yeah, you look by at by the way when they played man and the saints played plenty of it the giants receivers just couldn't run away from the defensive backs it was right. just too tight so there's kind of two things going on. Tommy's fighting the pass rush and trying to buy time. Mm -hmm. And he's also looking around saying, there's not anybody that's wide open. And, you know, you're looking for somebody. Who can I throw it to? And there was blanketed coverage. Give credit to the Saints defense. Um, they did a great job in coverage. I think also when you know, look, Tommy's still a rookie. So anytime you can kind of try to confuse him pre-snap and mind you, as a rookie quarterback, you're on the road in New Orleans, you're dealing with a silent count, so you've got to handle all that too. There's a lot of things you're thinking about. And then they're trying to bait you in coverage. They're showing, hey, maybe they're showing pressure. And then on the snap, two guys drop out. A couple of defenders that can change your read right away. So um, I think for everybody offensively, it wasn't good enough. Um, certainly there was not enough separation. There were too many times even when Tommy did have time to throw that, I mean, he's back there waiting. Like somebody, somebody break open, somebody do something. Um, it's you know that that's kind of one of those things where offensively one of the things that hurts that is when you're in third and long when you're in third and long second and 15 second and 12 third and 12 third and nine third and ten they can play zone 
When you're in third and four, third and five, they're not going to play zone because now it's a little bit easier to just kind of, hey, throw a quick little hitch, a quick little slant, quick little out, quick little now, and get the first down. So if you're in third and four, third and five, or less, man, that's more manageable. Now all of a sudden they're going to play a little more man, and you're going to change and dictate the terms. Yeah, and it was a mess. Uh, the early down offense, you want to look at why the Giants, I think when they finished 2 of 16, 3 of 16 on third down, whenever yeah. it was, it was a terrible number. Yeah, that goes two back conversions. To, to the failures, 2 for 16. That goes back to the failures on first down in this game. Yeah. Uh, Bob and I looked this up when we when we came in on Monday. To the first three quarters of this game, so I'm taking out that final garbage time drive, the Giants averaged a half of a yard a play on first mm. downs. Wow. So you talk about inability to That's stop the run. third and eight. You have th- every time. Yeah, third right? and nine. 100%. And I believe of their 16 third down attempts, 10 were of nine or more yards, and like six or seven were of 12 or more yards. Like, it mm. was a disaster. And you put yourself in a position offensively, it's going to be hard to succeed in. And I think we did a good job of trying to put Tommy DeVito's success into context the last couple of weeks. It was more than just him. They ran for 200 yards against the Packers. Yeah. You know, and this week, a lot of those things are working against them. They couldn't run the ball. You had a couple drops on early downs by receivers. Slayton and Hyatt both had drops on slants yeah. during the game. You couldn't run the football. Protection broke down. It was better last week uh, against the Packers, and he was able to kind of run out of some of that pressure. And it, just a lot of the stuff was working against them. And even the two field goal drives the Giants did have, Sean, the only reason they got there gift. is because the, both drives got extended by penalties. Yeah. One, the frankly, I'll, I'll just say it outright, I thought the bad personal foul call on Paulson Adebo on the hit, yeah. and then you had the running into the punter penalty yeah. um, on the first one. So just uh, early down failures, and, and, and Tommy DeVito didn't have much of a shot in this game. No, it was clearly a struggle, you know, and right out of the gate. Look, there was a couple of opportunities. The first play of the game, Darius Slayton runs right by Adebo, and just a little bit of a misfire. The ball's a little bit underthrown. Yep. So it was that kind of day. I, I don't put any of the blame and say, man, Tommy DeVito played bad. I don't think he just – he didn't even have a chance to make plays. Um, because that defense was so suffocating. And he said he wanted two throws back after the game, the Slayton play and then the Waller on the crosser when he threw a 2-4 out right. in front of him. That's it. Those yeah, were the that, two that throws first play, I mean, and, and what's crazy about the game is all of a sudden, man, if Slayton, if you make that big play mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden there's juice and now all of a sudden the defense is, up. all right, hey, maybe we got to change our game plan going into it. So something, one play like that, even though it was early on in the game, can kind of change the way things happen. Um, I'll say this too, I, I thought – I thought Tommy DeVito should have absolutely gotten a flag. Uh, they should have thrown the flag when he was scrambling and got hit. Like, he, he clearly got the rookie rules. You're not going to get the personal foul, rough and passer, because there were two plays later on that day that jo- happened to Josh Allen mm-hmm. in the Dallas game. Both were flagged. And, you know, I think that they've got to be more consistent with that. But I thought despite that, like, Tommy showed some toughness. Like, yeah. he's running guy through guys. He's not shying from, away from contact. Um, he took a lot of big shots. He took a little bit of a beating in that game. Refused to come out. Um, obviously, he had to come out when he uh, got checked by the neuroconsultant. Yep. But um, you know, I think that he's shown that he's got some real grit to him. Um, he feels like he belongs out there, and I think that he showed that despite the fact that the offense was struggling. Um, the one thing I do really like, he didn't force things. Like not in one interception, and the fact that he's taking care of the football like that. That's going to pay dividends. You know, if you're a quarterback that can take yeah. care of the football, you're going to always going to have a job. Giant fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens, named a 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by The Banker. As the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the Huddle, Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. And I have sympathy for those defensive players, especially when quarterbacks slide a little bit late. Yeah. I thought the player was committed already, to be honest with you. But to your point, 
that flag is thrown every time. And for yeah. some reason, it wasn't in this situation. I so. think it's it's one of those things where you, you have to practice it, really. Like, you, you can't talk about it with defenders, say, hey, look, here's what we can and can't do. You ha- literally have to have a drill that says we are going to practice going up, approaching a quarterback when he slides. It's okay to make contact with him, but you can't make contact to the head or neck. Yeah. So as you're coming in there, yeah. it's like, all right, I've got to change my aiming point. If I'm coming in... And if I don't know if he's sliding or not, I've got to go low. I got to aim low. And if like, you're, you can't go up high. And if you're the quarterback, just slide a little bit earlier. Slide a beat earlier to avoid some of those. Yeah, which is tough because as a quarterback, you you're running in. It's like yard, right? I want to get the first down. If I slide a, y- a yard short of the first down, people yeah. are going to kill me Absolutely. because I didn't get the first. So um, you know, maybe the answer is don't stop sliding. You All know, right. you're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens. So go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? Quickly, Sean, on the defense, because I want to touch on the Eagles real quick. We're, yeah. we're, we're, up, we're up against Big Blue Kickoff here. Giants played a lot more zone in this game, and you made the point on the other side of the ball, right? If you play zone, you have to get pressure. Yeah. If you zone up and you don't pressure the quarterback, you're going to be able to get picked apart. And I think that's kind of what the Saints eventually started to do, just very methodically, you know, 15-yard pass here, 12-yard pass there, just kind of marched up and down the field a little bit in the second half of this game. And, you know, you don't see Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau get shut out the way they did in this game a lot, but that's what happened. The Saints really, we talked about how they dominated up front on offense. They also dominated with their offensive line against the Giants' defensive front. Yeah, we had two defenders touch the quarterback. During the course one of the game. sack, one quarterback hit. That's it. Pinnock hit him, and Bobby Okereke hit him, and that's it. That, that's not enough. So it was basically a no-show up front, and that can't happen. So, um, you know, look, Dexter Lawrence. They obviously made it a big point to try to slow him down. Um, and he's still and, limited snap count wise too. He only played about half the snaps yeah. with the hamstring. And you know, I, and I think the hamstring probably plays a factor in it because, like, if your if your forte is power, and you know, getting that power off of your snap, that's all hamstring. That's all lower body power. So I, I think that that could have played into it as well. But um, yeah, for the Giants to not be able to get pressure and Derek Carr, look, he's he's gotten beaten up a lot this year. Like he, I feel like every week he's got a different injury on the physically injury list. and by the fans. Yeah, they booed the <laughs> heck out of him. You know, there was a point where they were cheering Taysom Hill every time he came in at quarterback and, and booing DC. But um, yeah, the Giants' lack of pressure really, I mean, it put the the, the secondary in a bind. Yeah. And you know, I think that's something that you have to you got to find a way to correct that, especially going against Philly this week. All right, talk about Philly. They've lost three in a row. They're going to be a little cranky. Yep. The Eagle fan base is going to be a little cranky. I think they already are. Well, yeah. They well, were that, cranky going into this Monday night game. Now they're going to be yeah. – don't dress up in a Santa outfit to a Christmas Day <laughs> game. Things could go very poorly for you if you're going to yeah. go see the game down there at the yeah. link. Um, but at the same time and, – and I say that joking, but I do think the Eagles are going to be very motivated to come out and, and win that football game on Monday. Not that you need motivation at this point of the year. Uh, they're still fighting for the NFC East division with, with the Cowboys. But this Eagles team, there's something missing, Sean. And to me, and we'll do one on offense, one on defense. To me, offensively for them, I'd like your take. They just don't dominate with the run game like they did last year. Yeah. Last year, they were able to line up, pounded, and just beat you running the ball 40 times a game. I don't know if it's because Isaac Samalo's not there. Is it Shane Steichen not being there? Mm. Whatever it is, maybe it's, you know, Sanders is a better fit for the offense than Swift. Whatever it is, the run game's just not the same offensively. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem to have the same teeth that it did earlier this year. And it seemed like, man, whether it was, you know, Gainwell coming in there or whether it was Swift, it was just, I mean, he was running through defenses left and right like Swiss cheese. Of course, Boston Slott will show up on Christmas Day and run for 120 yards because yeah, he's the Giants. You, but. Know, you know, he's our Achilles heel. <laughs> like he, he, he is our kryptonite. Um, so, no doubt, they should, they're going to find a way to sprinkle that guy um, if they can. I think when you look at just 
they're trying to get Jalen Hurts out of the funk. You know, it's almost like the shooter, you know, in basketball, like just keep keep shooting, keep shooting. Eventually, they'll start dropping. And I think at some point, to your point, like Shane Steichen not there, like, no, listen, things aren't going well. Let's just lean on what we do best. And I think with that offensive line, um, you know, no doubt they, they should be running the football a lot more. And, and we'll they see should if Lane be Johnson's better. healthy, by the way. He got rolled yeah, up. Yeah, he, he tweaked his ankle. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'll be all right, you know, and, and the fact that he's got a full week. Uh, to recover, but yeah, that would be that would be huge. Um, you know, he's one of their best offensive linemen. But yeah, the office doesn't have that. They don't. They don't have that that swagger that they had earlier the season, where everything that they do, um, you know, they're physically dominant, and then they have got the explosive plays. So, I think Jalen Hurts has been struggling with that as well, holding on to the ball quite a bit. Um, a little late on little some of limited. these throws. Yeah, yeah, a little late. I, I think. Look, it's a great it's a great time for the Giants to be playing them because they're not at their best. They're yeah. not playing really well. And look, I think the the most important part is go out there in the first drive and make them think about it. Like, yeah, yeah, get, yeah, if you can get uh-huh. them to go three Absolutely. and out, stuff them right away, and now all of a sudden they're second guessing what they're doing. Um, that could be a big part of it. Yeah, Howard and Madeline pounding on the door here, real quick on the Eagles defense. That to me, before the last couple weeks, that had been the bigger issue with yeah. the Eagles this year. Um, now they've moved Sean Desai aside and Matt Patricia, old yeah. friend. Which, by the way, is, is kind of odd because his style of defense is like a polar opposite of everything the Eagles have been this year and even last year um, before they lost their defensive coordinator. You know, four-man front, even man front, a lot of zone. Matt Patricia's the opposite. Yeah. So what did you see differently from them on Monday night against Seattle, and how do you think that might impact the game against the Giants next week? Yeah, no doubt. You know, for, for Matt Patricia coming in, it's kind of like, all right, what we've been doing in the past isn't working. So the whole reason you bring somebody else in there is let's change it up, let's add some wrinkles. And he was a consultant for them, by the way, before he took over. Right, so he was already there. I, I think, obviously, not having Darius Slay was a big, you know, that was a big blow to them as well. But, um, yeah, this Eagles defense, look, the number one thing for them is just pressure. And, and I think for us up front, we have to find a way to block that front four. Like if they're gonna bring blitzes, we've got to have answers for that. But we've been we saying have that to, for twelve years, Sean. <laughs> like like we have not blocked us on Reddick very well at all. And now you got Sweat on the other side who's been dominating. Fletcher Cox, you know, had another big game inside. And the, and so the rookie Sanders is Yeah, if you thought the Saints defense line was pretty good, what you know, these this Eagles defense is, Carter, is, teeing off, is teeing off on people. So that's first and foremost. Um and obviously, you know, you gotta find a way to run the football because if you throw the ball forty five times against this Eagles defense, Tommy DeVito's gonna get that's, killed. That's playing right into their hands. Absolutely. Sean, good stuff my man. All right man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Enjoy I have to go with a lot of rapping this week. I have not gotten on that yet. Just I didn't the, know you were a rapper. I do rap. That's great. I rap. Yeah, rap Gifts only. Yeah. Drill rap? <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody enjoy your week merry christmas everybody we'll be back next week sean will be back on the day after christmas with another episode of the giant subtle podcast brought to you by citizens the official bank of the giants whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. 
Visit Mrs. Myers.com today.